We all know Kit Kat bars taste delicious, but what about how they sound? It's not just a catchy jingle. It's the satisfying crack of breaking off a piece of Kit Kat, followed by a crisp crunch. Oh, we forgot one other sound that accompanies Kit Kat bars, too. It's... Or maybe it's more like... Altogether, Kit Kat bars are music to our ears and yummy flavors to our mouths. Have a break. Have a Kit Kat. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This is the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next, your new favorite beer with zero carbs, now available to you. I'm always high on the hogs, guy. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but every day is young. Kudos for naming your son Ty, T-Y-E, just like I spell my name. There aren't many T-Y-E's out there. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Before we get into football, jelly or no jelly on your sausage biscuit? No jelly. Oh, I'm with you. Wrong. Now, Tommy's at grape jelly, right? I, I could go grape or strawberry, but you need the sweet with the uh, the salty savory of the sausage. It uh, just it's the perfect touch to any good sausage biscuit. If you're if you're going no egg and no cheese on it, now if you're going sausage egg cheese, whole different deal. But uh, no, if you're just going sausage biscuit, guys, you're doing it wrong if you don't have jelly on it. Well, we, uh, we've got a variety of different opinions. Well, I guess Always I'm just doing it wrong, man. Well, you are, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. I'll live with uh, the shame. <laughs> man. Chuck, what about this Simeon Blair kid? Uh, Drew, He uh, he's come a long way. I mean, it was always tough walking on. I mean, it's real tough, but it instills in you just to be a hard worker, which I learned from my mom and my dad when I was younger. So, I mean, I felt like I could come up here and walk on and earn a scholarship, which I did, but the journey's really been great. I done made some of my best friends I ever met up here through this journey, so I feel like it's been a real good journey. Chuck out of Pine Bluff, zero stars. His recruiting page is almost nothing, and yet he finds himself earning the scholarship and – Playing significant playing time this year. Well, that's what college sports is supposed to be about. Uh, you know, they, we focus on the stars and we focus on all the guys that, you know, everybody talks about. But Simeon's a guy that, you know, he's going to be good, I suspect, at whatever he does down the road because of what he's experienced. He wanted to play for the Razorbacks. He grew up in Pine Bluff. He wanted to, wanted to play for the state's team. Wanted to represent his state. And he's done that. And so... You know, that's a dream come true for that kid. you got to be happy about it. And the journey that he talks about there, the journey that he's gone through, is going to prepare him for pretty much everything that happens in his life, I suspect. Kevin Richardson, that type. Uh, Kevin's in my neck of the woods out of Jacksonville. Is that, there's some similarities there? Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, they're both from Arkansas. They both uh, played for the Razorbacks, and they're both really proud of it. I, I, I haven't really thought of it in terms of comparing players, but uh, Simeon's earned his spot, and he's earned his playing time. And here's the thing about it, guys. I mean, you can, you can earn a spot on the team. I'm not saying it's easy, but guys go on scholarships or go on scholarship from walk-on status routinely. They don't always start. They don't always become guys that you count on. Uh, he's not only earned a scholarship, he's become a reliable part of this team. And uh, he's living his dream. you got to be happy for him. Yeah. One thing listening to 
to Coach Odom yesterday. It's always about getting your best 11 on the field at one time. And I know he coaches the secondary, but, you know, with, with Miles Slusher and uh, with uh, Hudson Clark and, of course, Catalan, that the competition at, at the corner spots. But I, I think it's Slusher he's speaking of that he really thought he could put him in anywhere and even at that nickel spot. Chuck, I think they feel really good about maybe five guys they can put in that secondary being a, a big part of their best 11 this year. Oh, Slusher's good. I mean, you could yeah. tell last year in camp Slusher was good. He's a guy that he's um, he figures into their return game, too, I would imagine. I know he's one of the candidates. He was last year. He's a good athlete, great athlete. He's a guy that you can put at multiple spots. He's a football player. And uh, Slusher's good. I mean, um, he's a junior now, I guess. And it's, uh, you know, this is, this is going to be a big year for him. If I remember, he was originally committed to Oregon, decommitted, and then was deciding between Nebraska and Arkansas. And Arkansas got him. I think he's from Broken Arrow in, in Oklahoma. So that was a, a big hit, four-star that was one of the uh, the better guys in that recruiting class. And there's, I was thinking about in terms of stars, and I know that recruiting, when it's just about what you do and producing on the field. But, Chuck, if you look at this roster, it's littered with more – four and five stars than maybe Arkansas fans are accustomed to, to seeing and being a part of this team. There's a lot of them on there. They've recruited well. You've got to recruit at an elite level if you're going to compete for championships. I mean, you can uh, you can recruit well and still not be a championship contender. I mean, you've, you've got to go get the really good players. But the most important thing, guys, is developing the ones, the two, three, four, all of them, the, the, from, from zero to five. Uh, you've got to develop them once they get here. And that's where coaching comes in, and that's where that staff comes in. And when I look at him, we just talked about one. I mean, Simeon yeah. Blair had zero stars. Um, you know, Simeon Blair's obviously been the one who's done it, but he's had a lot of coaching along the way and a lot of developing. And so you've got to develop them regardless of the stars. Yeah. But how much of this is also a, a credit to the fact that You've got Barry Odom back for three years, not just as coordinator, but coaching that, that secondary in part. And uh, the consistency and the stability, Chuck, you, you, you're as close as anyone to it. The lack of stability for the last 10 years until Pittman arrived was, has really been part of the reason of this program's undoing. No doubt about it. I mean, you've had different coordinators. Uh, you've had guys come and go. And, you know, it's just not always been, as you say, the most stable situation. And, and Odom's a... You know, Odom's a football coach to the core, kind of like Pittman is. I think they're, a, uh, you know, they're very similar in that regard in terms of their their football personalities. And he just brings a, he brings a mentality, not just to his side of the ball, but to the entire team. I mean, Odom's a guy that, you know, when he walks in the room, you know, there's a football coach there. You know, if there's ten people in the room and you walk in and Barry Odom's in there, you know, he's the football coach. And that's just, you know, that's a uh, that's an attitude, I think, that permeates from one end of the locker room to the other. And you know, he uh, undoubtedly got asked about you know other jobs and opportunities, and uh, you know he gave the answer you'd expect him to give: how much he loves Fayetteville and how much his family loves it. But you know, what struck me—he's got one kid a senior year, another a sophomore, and another a second grader, and. I don't know if his house is anything like mine, but I'm going to tell you, if you tried to uproot my family in the sophomore and senior years, it isn't going to happen. And we think it. We think it's always so much about money and how many commas are in the offer and how many zeros, Chuck. But, you know, oftentimes it's whether or not mama wants to pack up and move, and those kids are happy at their schools. we got to get over this attitude that somebody who's good is going to want to leave. Yeah. Why would Barry Odom want to leave? He's got kids in high school, and any, and, and, and I know I'm partial. But I can't imagine a better place to raise a family than Fayetteville. I just can't imagine that there's that place. Maybe it's there. I can't imagine. But it's a great spot to raise a family is my point. He still, you know, when he got let go at Missouri, it wasn't like he left empty-handed. Um, I don't know if he's still getting money from him, but if he's not, he just got a whole bunch. He's getting paid at Arkansas, good money. He's not the head coach. So he doesn't deal with all the head coach stuff. Um, he's got plenty of money. He's got a good job. He's got a good head coach to work for. He's raising his kids in a good community. I'm sure his wife's happy, and I would imagine his kids are too. At least I would think they are. Um, why would he want to leave? 
I mean, why let would he want to leave? Let me circle back to, to what we had some audio of what you were saying as we began the segment. It kind of ties in here when, you know, when you're in your, your 20s and 30s and early 40s, you're climbing and you're, you're trying to build your career and you're, you're focused on proving yourself instead of improving yourself. And he touched on, hey, my ego at this point doesn't need a head coaching job just to satisfy my my ego. And I think we've, you know, to tie you, you're at a different point where in our 20s, I'm sure, Chuck, you were just like this. You were trying to climb, find the next opportunity. If it was a nickel more, we were gone. And you get to a point where you're comfortable and you're in your mid-40s like Barry Odom is. And, you know, you've, you've proven things to yourself. So you don't feel like you have to prove so much to the outside world like you do when you're 10 years younger than Barry Odom is. Well, these guys are human beings, and we forget that yeah, sometimes. Absolutely. And, you know, they have wives and children. And as you said, Tommy, I mean, going home, I don't care what your job is, what your profession is, going home and saying, guys, we're moving. Um, that's a hard conversation. And, again, when you when you get to a point in life where you've got what you need, uh, you know, you've you, really you got more than you need if you're, uh, you know, if you're in that <laughs> profession and you've been in it for a while. I mean, um, again, he, he's, he's, and, and, and we've talked about it. He's, he's not climbing, you know, like a 20 or 30 or 40 year old guy is. And, uh, uh, Barry Odom's, I think a really, really valuable part of this football program. And Pittman is quick to point that out in almost every single postgame interview, every single press conference. I think that he knows the value of not just him and Kendall Bryles, who we'll hear from. Later on, and so is that today or tomorrow? Can't remember when they get Bryles. I think I don't. I, I left it there in the studio where uh, hey, I can look over I, there. I think today. it's today. I just, I, I just Chuck. When, when this is something we'll jump into more later on. But when you look at the two coordinators that Arkansas has stacked up to every other one in the SEC, not oftentimes can you say, well, they got the best. But it, it's really difficult for SEC analysts to pick out two better coordinators attached at a head coaching hip than Kendall Bryles and Barry Odom with Bryles' offensive mind and, and Barry's long-time defensive well, prowess. All the, all the coaches in our league are good. Um, all of them are. Every single coach in our league is good, or they wouldn't be there. They would not be in the SEC if they were not a good coach. Yes, these guys are good coordinators. They are terrific, and we are very, very lucky to have them. Um, but if you're going to compete in our league – you, you've, you, you've got to have good guys up and down the staff. Um, the coach you don't know anything about has got to be really good. Uh, the coaches we don't talk about have got to be really good. And um, these coordinators are good. And this staff is good. And you look at our league right now, frankly, with the money that all the schools have now, um, you ought to be able to go out and hire good coaches. I've always maintained the most important thing Arguably, the most important thing for a head coach is the ability to assemble a staff. If you can't assemble a staff, you don't have a chance. Yeah, and the money, uh, I want to talk about the money here in just a second. We're brought to you by APAC Arcola and Standard Materials Group. They have immediate openings in northwest Arkansas and Harrison. If you're a, a CDL licensed driver, if you're a diesel mechanic, if you've got concrete or paving experience, they are looking for you right now with top pay, great benefits, sign-on bonus, uh, profit sharing, 401k, great health insurance. Uh, they take care of their team. They take care of their employees. And uh, Northwest Arkansas, Harrison, Mountain Home, all of that area, they've got great opportunities right now. Apply online at jobs.crh.com. Again, that's jobs.crh.com. APAC Arcola and Standard Materials Group are equal opportunity employers. Chuck, you mentioned the money and trying to hold on to great coaches. Uh, the big headline yesterday was the Big Ten and the $7 billion uh, that's going to come out to uh, over seven years, basically a billion dollars a year for their schools. Uh, they've been in the big boy leagues. Now they're redefining what that is. Is the Big Ten going to create more challenges for the SEC in, uh, in retaining their best coaching talent? No, because the scoreboard, I don't think, is uh, just the financial ledger. I mean, the scoreboard's on the field, and guys are going to want to go where they can, they can win championships. And and look, the Big Ten has coaches too, or great, great, great coaches too. Now they are not the equivalent of the SEC in performance. They are not, and the idea that they are is 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 folly, because the SEC has been far superior on the field. 
in terms of winning championships. All you got to do is look at the numbers. I mean, they're staggering. So uh, um, the Big Ten is still behind the SEC in terms of performance on the field, and that's what fans pay attention to the most. They may poach some coaches here and there, but I'm going to tell you, if you're coaching at Michigan, I don't know that you're going to hire a coach who's based in the South, whose recruiting prowess is in the South. Just like I don't know if you're coaching at Florida, if you're going to go hire a guy from Michigan who's never recruited in Florida. I, I just I, I don't I don't see that happening. I, I don't I don't see that kind of crossover. I still think you're going to have people who uh, gravitate toward their neck of the woods. They're going to be mercenaries. There always are. There already are. But I don't I don't think the Big Ten is going to be when you get right down to it. Um, they may have. Point two more than the SEC, or their deal may be, you know, they, they they all still have silly money. They've all got the money to do whatever they need to do. Since 2006, there's been one big team that's won a national championship. That's Ohio State. Since 2006, you know how many SEC teams have won a national championship? Five. 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 They've won 11 titles. So, 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 again, all this stuff about money, all this stuff about the TV deals is interesting. It's particularly interesting for those of us who work in the media. But um, I don't think that the average fan is going to be saying, well, you know, the Big Ten's got a better TV deal right now. Maybe we better watch Big Ten football. (laughs) I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. People thought the college football playoff would help out other conferences. The SEC, since the college football playoff, has won three. Big Ten still won one, and that was the inaugural year when Ohio State won it. So Ohio State, we always talk about Alabama holding the lunch pails for the SEC. It's not the actual case when you look at it. Ohio State is the one that's really done that for the Big Ten and will probably continue to do so because I just don't don't expect Michigan State, Penn State, or even well, Michigan to break through. I know Michigan made the college football playoff last year, but guys, what happened? They got housed by Georgia. It wasn't we're, we're, close. We're talking about two different things. Performance on the field and TV deals are two different things. Correct. Um, they, 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 they really don't have as much to do with each other as we think. Um, you know, the Big Ten's got a big deal right now. And the next time they negotiate, they'll get another big deal. The next time the SEC negotiates, they're going to get another big deal. It's going to go back and forth. Um, you know, Big Ten people are going to watch their league. SEC people are going to watch their league. The rest of the country is going to watch the best game. That's not going to change. I heard the afternoon, guys, and you were on with them yesterday, but talking, maybe it was before you came on, that maybe Sankey got caught maybe a little bit of sleep at the switch on this deal. And I don't see it that way. They may be right and I may be wrong, but you know the, the SEC has always kind of been second. They measure what the other leagues like the Big Ten does, and then they come in and you know try to improve from there. I think what has happened with the Big Ten in regards to the SEC is now you've just began where the negotiations are going to start for Sankey and his crew. I think ultimately they get at least equal to and maybe a little bit more than, and it's going to be interesting to see how far – uh, ESPN's willing to go in this deal, but the idea that now the SEC, and I heard some national shows talking about this, that the SEC is now a number two league compared to the Big Ten, I think you need to wait and see. Uh, Sankey's not That's a dumb ridiculous. guy. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Sankey's not a dumb guy. He's, he's, he, is, he is very calculated, much like Mike Slive and what he's doing, Chuck. We're, 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 we're keeping score on something that doesn't matter to anybody but the bean counters. Uh, This is a media story that media people like to talk about because it involves us. There's nothing the media likes more than talking about themselves. But to the fans, this doesn't mean what we think it means. I don't believe anyway. Um, Fans are going to have the opportunity as a result of these deals to watch great football games all day. There are going to be some Saturdays in the football season when it's like watching bowl games all day long. Um, that's going to be the dividend for fans. But um, I don't think the SEC got caught asleep at the wheel, and I don't think the I Big agree. Ten did anything great and then, or you know, did anything above and beyond. And um, This is going to go back and forth. The Big Ten has some natural geographic advantages in that you know, their footprint includes many, many more major met- metropolitan areas than the SEC footprint does. That's, that, that's just geography. Can't do anything about that. People in the South are more loyal to college football than people in other parts of the country. It's just the truth. 
bigger markets are going to attract higher ad rates. It's just the truth. That's how the world works. But this stuff will eventually, in terms of what we care about, what fans care about, it's going to be decided on the field. And SEC, you know, I like their chances. Let me ask you this. Do you think the NFL would be more successful if it was only on ESPN? Or do you think one of the reasons it is such a successful brand is because it's on Fox. It's on NBC for Sunday Night Football. It's on ESPN for Monday Night Football. It's on CBS as well. That's what I think the Big Ten is trying to do is make up that model. And when you look at it right now, the college football playoff is shown on what network? The The college football will be ESPN. It's on ESPN. So... There is an idea out there, and this is what's something that we've talked about. At some point in time, the college football playoff and all this other, it can't solely be on ESPN. Because if they're moving all this, and I don't know how long that contract well, is with that network, but I don't think the Big Ten, I, I think they made a smart decision, but I also don't think it's a disadvantage to the SEC because you have the college football playoff on ESPN. And ESPN has so many different things outside of just college football. They have national radio. They have local radio. They have all that stuff going on. Yeah, we got to remember with the college football playoff TV deal, it's not just the two semifinals and the national championship. you got all of the other New Year's Day six bowl games that, uh, that go into that as well. So these networks are evaluating a lot more than those just three games or what Chuck may become uh, a field of eight or a field of 12 at some point. So I do eventually think you're right, Ty, and it will split up in the multiple networks. I think it will. And the good news for all of us is, I don't know about y'all, but I get every one of those channels. So it doesn't matter to me which channel it's on. I'm going to watch it. Fox is a player now in college sports. Fox Sports is a player now in college football. You know, everybody kind of scoffed at him when they came into the NFL and they became a lasting player. They'll be a lasting player in college football. This is ESPN versus Fox. That's what it is. And uh, But the good news is, again, we're all going to get to watch great games. And we're not talking about having to download Flow Sports to do it. Um, it's all going to be right there, and we're going to be able to see it. Let me, let me ask this question, because this is something fans care about. Are we going to, because of just the 24-7 rule and the number of networks and actual channels on my TV and your TV, guys, are we going to see games have to go to other days routinely throughout the season? Because, Chuck, there's nothing you can do about, you know, the, the hours in the day, the days in the week, and the number of channels on your guide. Oh, that, you know, that may happen. I don't know. It could. I mean, the NFL's tried the Thursday night thing with a varying degree of success. Uh, Monday night football is not as successful. You know, they don't, they don't have the viewers that they once did. College football, you know, you could see perhaps more – you know, big-time Thursday night games. I don't know how much – I just don't know the viewership numbers that ESPN pulls when they have Thursday night and Friday night games. People still have lives. Saturday is still football day. That's still when you're going to get your most people. So I don't don't know that we're going to see the big games anytime but Saturday. We need more channels on the guide. That's what we need then. We need more places to land these games. Need more TVs, guys. Got to have that media (laughs) room ready to go. I get the TVs. I just need more channels to watch them on, I guess. Don't you want another SEC alternate, too, that just does the spinning (laughs) SEC network that never gets utilized Don't get me started on these alternate. Why aren't we putting games on there all the time that are easy to watch? I I mean, they've got the resources. I don't know why they don't use them. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to join today and make. Make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe Fifty to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Believe B L E A V fifty. That's Believe B L E A V five zero. Bet online where the game starts. First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. 
First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. Sassy's is maybe uh, one of the best places you can put uh, on your agenda for the football season. Sassy's has two great locations in Fayetteville. We're going to be there for uh, opening game. Ty, you're going to do uh, the pregame from there. Drew will be at Randall. I'll be at uh, Randall Ford. I'll be at in the studio as uh, we're going to kick it off the right way for college football's first game for the Razorbacks. You can also stop in the Weddington location as well. So when you're planning your game day uh, tailgates and your game day uh, places to watch games and when the Hogs are on the road, think about Sassy's. Uh, College Avenue in Fayetteville, the original Red House, just off the Weddington exit in Fayetteville. they got great barbecue, catfish, burgers, and more. Nobody does it better than Sassy's. Eat, drink, and be sassy. As we get rolling here in hour two, Drew alerted me that Eddie in Clarksville is on the line. Eddie, good morning. You're 15 days out. Coach Jones said tomorrow, two weeks away from the first game. What you got for us this morning? Exactly right, gentlemen. Good morning to this great fan base. As you just said it, 15 days out and counting. The countdown has begun. I'll say this, gentlemen. As I said before, on a couple of seconds back, excitement is running with it. And I'm blowing a whistle in this football program this morning for Coach Pittman. And you can bet, you know, over the decades, Coach Pittman, of all the coaches, you know, our program has not always been bad. You know, uh, we've had winning and success in our football program. And just back a couple of years back under Coach Forrest, there seemed no hope in our program. It seemed all hope is lost. But suddenly, we had the wisdom to hire a man, uh, uh, Coach Pittman. And what has he done? In just a couple years, we're not just a pretender anymore. we become a contender. And that's going to be proven September 3rd against the Bearcat, not to disrespect anybody. But what's the importance of this game? I'll tell you this. It sets a tone for the season. And that's exactly what we're going to do. And we're going to get the whole thing rolling. So for the fan base, fasten your seatbelt. Strap it up. And get listen to that whistle. As I woke this morning, as I, much like Coach Pittman, as I learned during media days, he likes to listen. Him and the first lady of our football program, he likes to listen to Fleetwood Mac. Well, Coach Pittman, sir, turn this phone up this morning. It's called the chain. Crank it up because the football program will not be easily beaten and broken this year. We'll see September 3rd as I'm bringing the whistle to Hoptown. And we're going to be blowing it loud and a fan base to get the Hoptown rolling. Thank you for taking my call, gentlemen. You got hey, it, Eddie. It's 7.05 in the morning. Eddie's at a fever pitch. Can you imagine what it must be like in his house at like 5.30 in the morning? Chuck, look at the impact you had, man. Oh. The, you, he was talking about Alabama for the last month, and you kept telling us, well, you got to beat Cincinnati. You've changed his tune as of late. Look at the impact you've had, man. I figured, uh, and if you've been to where I'm getting ready to talk about, you'll know exactly what I'm, how this resonates. Chuck, you ever been to a high school football game at Boonville? I know it'd been it'd be would be decades ago. It's been a long time. Have. It's been a long. They time. had the loudest train whistle you will ever hear in your life when they score. I mean, it's a they bring in like one of these big, huge air compressors to run this thing. We need to borrow that from Boonville, bring it to Fayetteville, and have Eddie out there before they come through the A blowing that whistle. Because anyone that's been to a Boonville game anytime soon for football, or anytime recently for football, that that's the whistle we need to be blowing in Fayetteville. Hey, does uh, does Boonville still go for two every time they score? By the way, you know, back <laughs> in the old days, do, but... back in the old days, and anybody that's followed it knows this. I yeah, mean, for Rippy like twenty years, thirty years, yeah. it seemed like if they scored a touchdown, they were going for two. Didn't matter what what point in the game it was. You'd I'm you'd see I was scores there... like sixteen and twenty four and thirty two, <laughs> and, and and they scored and went for oh. two and made it. Rippy knew how to do it. I'm going to tell you, I was there for a football game last year in November, 
and they blow that whistle. And I, I swear you could hear it in Charleston and Greenwood. I mean, <laughs> it was that loud. We need to we need to get that thing from Boonville up to uh, Fayetteville and let let Eddie be in charge of that. So, so what is the craziest high school rollout football? We were talking about the great traditions that Arkansas and the SEC has. I mean, there's some well, wild ones in this state. The one that always drove me nuts is Plasky Academy. Every time they scored, an, like every single time, and they'd score a lot. What's the word? What's the well main it, tradition it, or all, several good all, football traditions within this state that people can point to and say, I remember that or I go to that? The Ozark Hillbillies, one of the uh, most unique mascots in all the country. They have a guy dressed up like a hillbilly, and he fires a, what, what looks like a musket gun. Uh, so that would be, be one is that's unique. Is it a kid unique. or is it an adult? No, it's an adult. Dressed okay. up, over. I mean, exactly what you'd expect. I mean, okay. he, I he plays they... the part. So that would that would be one you're not going to see. There's there's some that fire cannons, but that's that's I mean not as unique as as you would think it would be. Southside used to do that. So that's a good question. There's a lot of good unique traditions, and you know, high school football gets underway with week zero next Friday. So uh, you can go hear that train horn in Boonville or that 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 gun firing in Ozarks. So. Chuck, were you the Clarksville Panther mascot back in the day? Were you running no. out on all fours no. coming out of the that's... tunnel? Ty, it's been 40-something years ago, but no, I was not the mascot. <laughs> so, what is it? I think Eddie's the mascot now. Yeah, just bring him he out. may be the mascot. What about you brought up the Boonville one, Chuck? What are some other ones that are you think notable in your mind? Well, I mean, i got to be honest with you, Ty. I, I've, I've not been to a high school game in a long time. Friday nights are usually... Uh, you know, we're usually getting ready for the game. I, I've I've not been to a high school game in a long time, and so I'm not as familiar with these things as you guys are going to be. Yeah, well, I go to one every Friday night, so yeah, those Tommy's, those are a couple. Out I mean, there I, that's of. my wheelhouse right there. So, um, I think what I think what Ozark does. I mean, if you just want unique and different, Ozark and Boonville are probably two of the most unique and different traditions when they score when they come on the field those those kind of things so uh yeah that that's in my wheelhouse uh, right there we're live at hardy's this morning dollar sausage biscuits at fort smith area hardy's locations also in saddlesaw drive through I, I see him loading up sacks of these things so come by and get a sack full of them take them to work today At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. Good text from Scott in Cape Springs, guys. Apparently, UCA, they had a cannon. The ROTC would shoot off before mm-hmm. games, but a, a lady complained that it was shaking her apartment and knocking <laughs> things off. So Rattling the windows. That has been uh, discontinued yeah. at uh, the campus in Conway. But we've got a couple good texts and some variety. I was telling you, I, it's been since I was in college, since I've been to high school. It's been five years yeah. since I've been to a high school football game. I've been to a couple basketball games, but I guess... I guess I need to get back. I can't wait. Next uh, next next Friday night, it all gets underway. So it gets rolling. Ty, what's it like when you go back home and you walk into the gym? I mean, what's it like for you? A standing ovation, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I man, mean, it's uh, to you, do, they, do they flock? It's it's kind of a weird feeling, man. Little Rock Christian built a new gym, um, so it's not the same nostalgia I get when I walk into our old basketball gym. That's where that's the sport I played, and then played soccer. No, we won a state championship our senior year, but it's special, man. I, 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 is there a private school joke that's coming? Is that what you set well, me up yeah. for? Okay. Well, yeah. I, w- I was going to ask you if, like, <laughs> when you guys scored, does everybody go out in the parking lot and honk their BMWs? I mean, honk, yeah. There it is. Honk there it is. Honk, honk their Land uh, after I you had score. A, I had a 98 Dodge Ram that I shared with my brother uh, back in high school, uh, we've got a. I, I, at some point in time, it might take a year, it might take five years, but I'll get you out of this uh, 
as Ty was a snotty nose private school brat at some point. We'll yep. see how long it takes. Can't hide money, Chuck. Uh, just can't hide right. money. I probably should get a haircut. <laughs> Maybe that would help. That hey, was, let's get that, into that our. That would be a start. That would be a start. Well, <laughs> a I'm simple not getting, start. I'm not getting this haircut till Thanksgiving. That's when the pictures get taken. All right, time to get into our Red River Dodge Morning Rush daily question. Red River Dodge and Heber Springs. Arkansas's number one Ram dealer, log on at redriverdodge.com. Being at Hardee's, which they have fries and hash browns here, it's National Potato Day. You got an option, boys. Fries, tater tots, or hash browns? What which do we call these hash round deals at Hardee's? Hash browns. So which they, one? They, they, see, they're like a tater tot. They're like a sliced tater tot. Those, those are my favorite and have been my whole life. But if you give me the choice in what you just listed, I'm going, I'm going crispy tater tots every time. Little pepper in the uh, in the ketchup is the only way to go. What about you, Mister Barrett? I like the rounds. I like the uh, rounds yeah. they have at Hardee's. Those are good. Yeah, those are hard to beat, man. I, I'm I'm a fry guy. I'll take fries at three o'clock in the morning or four four in the afternoon. Yeah. It really doesn't matter to me. I'll eat those things at any time. The fries would be like third on my list. I'd rather really? have onion rings, you know, when that's available. So. Yeah. We're in the right place for that, though. Go celebrate National Potato Day out there. Stop by Hardee's. Not only get you some sausage biscuits for a buck, get you some hash browns as well. You know, when Jalen Catalan put out that video, we didn't think he was coming back. But, man, when he did, that sure made Jaden Johnson happy, Drew. He come with that mindset, um, attack every rep, every play, nice. compete until the play is over. And I just feel like everybody in the room wants to be a part of that. So I feel like him coming back helped us a lot. We both thought he was gone. You and I well, had the I mean, same reaction when we saw that video. Anytime any kid puts out a video, it's yeah. like, all right, had fun, love my fan, love our fans, but I, I'm hitting the – and then it says the journey continues, and I think I dropped my cell phone. I always get worried that the, the injury scares him, and I better go get my money while we can, but – Chuck, is it, was it as simple as probably the feedback from the NFL wasn't quite what he needed to hear? Well, I don't know. Maybe I was out to lunch on that be, because I never thought he'd leave. I mean, I always thought he'd be back. I, 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 didn't, uh, um, I, didn't, I didn't really think about that. I guess that was out there for him. But, you know, when you're coming off an injury like that, I mean, the first thing you've got to be able to do is prove you can play again and, and prove that you can cross that psychological hurdle that you have to cross when you come back from an injury. And, he will, and he'll be fine. But um, this guy's a—I mean, he's a great player. And if Arkansas's defense is good this year, it's going to be in large part because of him. And when you hear somebody like Jaden Johnson talk, who I thought was as good a freshman as there was around last year, um, um, you know, when you hear him talk about Catalan and the other guys, you know that you know the older guys are leading the younger guys, and that's the way it's supposed to be. I think with Jalen, I remember him discussing this last year. That Texas and Texas A&M game, those were so important to him as a kid out of Mansfield. I mean, that was a big deal. It's not just for those kids, not just for him. It's for a lot of the guys on the roster, as it is for the Louisiana kids when they play LSU. You could just tell how significant, Tommy, those games were to him. and. He delivered in, in both of them. I remember yeah. him making significant plays. I think the A&M games when he got injured, right? Particularly Texas. I mean, you think this school didn't want me. They didn't recruit me. I, you know, you know, not that Arkansas is lesser than. or But, but you got to, you know, I think psych yourself up a little bit. Use that as motivation. And um, Catalan clearly was in, was in that mode in those two games. And Chuck, I know he's a little – he is a Texas kid, but he has that undersized underdog mentality for Arkansas because there's not many safeties out there that are 5'10", and his, his not, uh, 190, his frame. But he has that, even though he was a four-star, he still kind of has that underdog mentality to him. Well, he's a football player. You know, that's the thing that I like about him. He, uh, um, he understands the game. You can tell that he's been taught the game and has learned the game from a very young age. And he's, you know, you combine that with his gifts. I mean, he's a little bit undersized, I guess, you know, if you go compare things. But... Um, you know, for what we need, he's awfully good. And, you know, this is a guy that was uh, very highly thought of coming out of high school. And, um, you know, the thing that you've got to be now if you're Jalen is, is the player that everybody thinks you can be, and you got to be available. you got to play. You can't get hurt. And, um, they need him on the field, but he's, uh, he's a great player. Yeah, an All-American by several accounts this year, and, He's mocked. I've seen a couple mocks where he's late first round, early second round. So if he can 
as you just said, stay healthy. I mean, Tommy, we saw in his his red shirt freshman season when he's on the field outside of those two targeting calls in the Missouri and LSU. I mean, he's I think he had ninety nine tackles that year, and we saw even in the opener last year two interceptions yeah. against Rice. The guy is just he makes plays, and his he had the. When you talk about basketball IQ, we think of Jalen Williams and Moses Moody the last two years, and hopefully Nick Smith Jr. this year. Jalen has a football IQ where he know. We heard I heard Jaden say it yesterday. Jalen knows the plays and the sets as they're getting called out, oh. and immediately knows where the other team is going based on the alignment. I think I'm right about this, Chubb. But I mean, his ability to stop the run from safety is is next level, and and the way he it just ties saying reads the play and has the. Uh, has the foresight to come up to the line of scrimmage, help stop the run, I think is next level. Am I right on that On that read with Catalan? Well, I, the way I he think, plays the run well, from there? You know, we, at that, that position, we tend to focus whenever a guy's in the secondary on pass defense and things like that. That's, that's natural. But, no, his ability to support the run is one of the things that, that makes him a great player. And, and, and in today's offense, with the RPOs, if you're not careful, that's how you get burned. That's how the big plays – can, can fool you. And we've seen KJ do that, where you think it's going to be run, that ball comes out, quarterback done run, you got to throw, and now the safety's out of position. That That's the danger in today's RPO game. Well, and, you know, fortunately, um, fortunately they go up against it every day. And that's, 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 that's one of the things that, you know, probably does give you an advantage. And I'm sure if you're an experienced player, when the guys on the other side of the ball that are on your team, when they break the huddle and they line up, you do know what they're going to do, or at least have a pretty good idea. That's that's what film study's all about. And, you know, you should know that. If you're an experienced player, you should know what the other team, or at least have a pretty good idea based on their alignment. And, um, you know, that's leadership, sharing your knowledge, and I'm sure that he's doing that. What do you think about Jalen Catalan coming back and the, the meaningfulness for this team this year? 877-377-6963 is we're live at Hardy's 1820 Phoenix Avenue this morning. We were touching on something in hour number one talking about Barry Odom a little bit. And he, and it, like if you ask a coach, hey, what do you think of Fayetteville? What do you think of this job? He's going to give it to you straight up. But this seemed pretty sincere when he talked about this yesterday and why he doesn't feel like he needs Drew to to get that other job. I'm always going to be very, very selective. and I don't need to go take a job just to say I'm going to take another one. I, I'm happy with where I'm at. I love coaching the defense. I really like our staff. It's fun to come to work every day. And I think that we're building something that is going to be sustainable for a long, long time. And I'm glad that I've got a chance to be a part of that. I think about a guy like Bud Foster, who was with Beamer at VTech for, it seemed like, 50 years, less than that. And I don't know what Barry's true desires are at some point in his time, but some guys just like being an assistant coach, Chuck. It's just how they're wired. I don't know if he likes being an assistant better than a head coach, but he sure seems like working for Sam Pittman. Well, I, I, I think they enjoy working together. Um, I think that's very evident. And I think he probably likes the fact that he gets to play Missouri every year, too. Um, you know, they fired him. I'm sure that game means an awful lot to him. I'm sure he likes beating them, and I'm sure he likes it when Arkansas beats him in every single sport. Um, you know, deep down inside, that might be part of it too. But um, I think the biggest thing is the relationship with his head coach, uh, the town that he lives in. Evidently, his family's happy. If his family wasn't happy, he wouldn't be talking about how he likes living here and staying here. Um, you know, Again, we, we we forget sometimes they're human beings. We forget sometimes they have private lives. We focus strictly on the football. Um, you know, here's the thing. And, and, you know, if Barry Odom were to take a head coaching job somewhere else, I mean, they're still going to live in a nice house. I mean, if he stays here, they're still going to live in a nice house. They're still going to have plenty of money. Um, you know, his life from a day-to-day basis, his family's life is going to be similar. So, I mean, why would he leave? Because he's still, I think he's still getting paid by Mizzou. If he's not, he just finished getting paid, and they paid him a lot. And Doesn't have the pressure of being a head coach, likes the guys that he works with. I mean, I don't think he's looking to leave. Yeah. I can't tell you the thoughts in his mind, but the thoughts have crossed my mind that, 
hey, you know, you hang out with Sam Pittman for a while, you continue to have success, and, and maybe it just becomes so obvious that he's the coach that follows Sam Pittman whenever that time comes. I don't know if that's a, you know, something you have conversations about, but I would think that would be something you would think about could be a long-term option you'd like to build. That only comes, though, with success because we know what happens to assistants when head coaches get fired. So, um I could say that could be a path someday, five, six, seven years down the road, whenever Sam Pittman decides to uh, to head to Lake Hamilton full time. Well, maybe. I, I mean, maybe. Yeah, I mean, you know, you don't know talking, what it's going to you know. be like. Uh, but, right. But here's here's the thing about Odom that I think you know is very evident. He loves coaching football. I mean, he loves what he does, and you see it in all these guys when they get out on that field. That's kind of their sanctuary. That's their wheelhouse, and. All these guys love coaching. I mean, they 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 love it. But you know, I th- I think that's where Barry Odom's at home. I think he likes his work environment. And and um, um, again, we we need to get past this mindset that if somebody's good, they're looking to leave. We got as much money as anybody out there now. We're in the SEC. We can pay these guys. They don't have to go other places to get more money. Now, obviously, if a guy gets a head coaching job somewhere. He, at a Power 5 school, you're not going to pay him head coaching money to stay as your coordinator, but all these guys are well-paid. They find that money when they need to, and there's, you know, why would he make a lateral move, number one? And, um, you know, if you're going to be a head coach, you better make sure you take the right job. That's really important, or you're not going to be a head coach very long. You remember when Hunter was raising money during Muss's second season because he knew he was going to have to pay him? After I didn't know they ever stopped raising money, they, but, but go ahead. But he, he touched on that. And I, I think that Arkansas people, especially the Big Daddy Boosters, are willing to contribute if they see success. And really? It's not just – it's <laughs> yeah. not as Chuck said, it's not just with – Sam, it's not just with the head coach. It's for the assistant. It's it's for the the coach that you don't know about, as you said earlier, Chuck. And when it goes towards the football program, that's still going to be the the north star of this state. It's as much as we love basketball, as much as we love baseball. People are always going to sink their teeth into football more than anything else up there in Fayetteville, Arkansas. And it, if you're winning eight, nine. 10 games a year people aren't going to lose interest they're not going to stop they're not going to stop sending their donations and then putting more money into it cuz they're going to expect more out of it so i think right now it's been a it's been a fun time at least this start and hopefully it continues in these next couple years winning is the greatest promotion of all I mean, it, it makes donations easier, selling tickets easier, getting people to show up easy, a lot easier. So, you know, winning, there's no better promotion. There's no better marketing tool than, than winning games. Hey, we're brought to you by Burton Pools and Spas. Their inventory reduction sale is going on right now. Get your family the pool that you've talked about. You've uh, you, you've asked for you know, asked Dad for that pool. You've wrung your hands over. Now's the time. Save up to seven thousand dollars. Have it ready to go next spring, maybe even this fall with Burton Pools and Spas. They'll upgrade you for free to a salt generator. So you can have a salt water pool for easier maintenance, or take two ledge loungers. They've got six different fiberglass models to choose from. You can see them in Springdale and in Fort Smith as well. That's Burton Pools and Spas inventory reduction sale. See more online at burtonpools.com. Pat Forty broke the report yesterday, seven-year agreement with multiple broadcast partners. That's what the Big Ten is doing. $7 billion. Chuck, it's looking like about a billion dollars a year annually. It's NBC. It's Fox. It's CBS. It's still going to get me getting used to hearing the SEC on CBS on hosting a Purdue and Iowa game. I've got to get used to that. But there's been a lot of discussion on this and kind of – as we open this back up, what what are some of your other thoughts on this monumental move that came down yesterday? Well, I'm not as blown away by it as some people are. I, I don't think that it's going to matter on Saturdays as much as people act like. I think people are still going to watch the games that they want to watch. Just because CBS has the Big Ten now doesn't mean that, hey, I, I'm still going to watch CBS. i got to watch a Big Ten game. You're going to switch over and watch an SEC game. We're still going to watch the games we want to watch. They're still going to be out there. Viewers' habits on Saturday are not going to change. Um, you know, the SEC not being on CBS, the only way that affects fans is they might have to pick up their remote and uh, click the channel. Or if they've been watching ESPN already, they don't even have to do that. I, 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 don't, I don't think this is 
from a viewership perspective, I don't think it's going to change anything at all. Um, you know, this is, um, you know, the Big Ten, they made this deal, and, you know, it's well publicized, and uh, the SEC is going to get a big deal next time, and people are going to act like this is the scoreboard, and it's not. This is not the scoreboard. Fans don't care about the money. I think you're right about that. The one thing that does change for the fans, I think, guys, is the 11 a.m. time slot is going to just have a better selection. We've, we've always kind of looked down on it because the fan experience going to the stadium is one thing, but at home, we're going to have a better selection of better games at 11 a.m. And, and, see, I think we started to see that last year. I, I, I personally think if you, know, you want to get really nerdy and talk about you know, media stuff here, um, Fox having the big noon kickoff has changed the landscape in terms of what we see in our time zone at 11 o'clock in the morning. They put a big game on there. They put an important Big Ten game on that starts at 11 o'clock our time. We have always thought of, because this is the way it used to be, the lousy teams played at 11. The lousy teams played at 11.30. If you weren't any good, that's when you play. You played on J.P., Back in the day at 11.30. The 11 o'clock slot now, you have to remember, is noon in the Eastern time zone. It is a very competitive TV slot now because of what Fox has done with what they call the big noon kickoff. This is part of of the battle between ESPN and Fox. Yeah, you're going to see more good games on ESPN at 11. I'll tell you what else you're going to see, I think. You're going to see more SEC games kick off at 8 o'clock and 8.30 at night. Because particularly when you've got USC and UCLA play, and they're out in that time zone, and the game doesn't kick off till 9 or 10 o'clock our time, they're going to want an SEC game to be in progress. And they're going to want it to be a good game in progress so the neutral college football viewer will not switch over to the UCLA-USC game. So there's going to be a lot of counter-programming among all these TV executives. The good news for all of us is, again, we're going to get to watch good games all day. There's going to be a good game at 11 o'clock in the morning. If you got to get up a little bit early to go to the game, well, the next week somebody else's fan base is going to have to do that. That's how it works. Yep. And uh, the good news for viewers is there's going to be games, good games on all day. I do think we're headed to a place where we have to start the season more regularly on week zero maybe extend the season, double buys for teams just to spread the games out. Chuck, when you get in September, early September, and late November, no one's taking their buys with the single buy setup. So it just squeezes everything down from late September to early November. I could see them spreading that season out a little bit more to make the uh, the TV landscape and how you schedule the games and, and all of that a little bit easier to navigate. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure what they're going to do in that regard in terms of uh, how they're going to spread it out. Obviously, they're going to want to get as many games on television as they can. Um, but, you know, you, you also – here's the one thing about these super conferences. Fans are going to begin to expect marquee games every week. And there's going to be a marquee game somewhere pretty much from 11 o'clock in the morning until midnight. And uh, you're going to want your league, your, your, if you're a fan of a particular team, you're obviously going to want them to be in that marquee game. But, you know, there's going to be some times when, you know, the better games in the other conference. There's going to be some times for them when the better games in our conference. And, uh, there's going to be a lot of counter-programming back and forth. Whether or not they extend the season, I don't know. Whether or not they expand the nights that games are on, we're just going to have to see. Um, but, you know, this is, um, again, this is much more of a battle between television executives than maybe the college presidents would like to admit. Help me on this. Y'all have more knowledge. The only 8 or 8.30 game I can think of that Arkansas has played in the last 10 to 20 years is Texas A&M 2016. Has there uh, been a game? They played Mississippi all- State a time or two late. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, they played uh, Bama yeah, late one year. Yeah, about there, there's, ago, yeah so. and, 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 you know, here's the thing, though. It, again, you're going to want those games. The reason, frankly, Ty, that we've not played in a lot of those games is because we've not been any good. Yeah. And now we're better. And so you're going to be in more of those games than you were in before. And, you know, I've not heard them say this, but common sense would make you believe that there's going to be some good, good games that are going to kick off a little bit later to counter-program what the Big Ten's doing. 
Well, the yeah. reason I ask that is because, like, as a 27-year-old, that doesn't bother me going to a game at 8.30 or watching 8. Is, yeah. For the common college football fan, is that – is that something you think they'd like, Tommy? If my team's playing, I'm watching. I mean, I just, yeah, yeah. I'll take I a mean, nap. You, I'll do what I got to do. You can watch at 6 in the morning or midnight. Exactly. You'll find a way. Yeah, so we just got to remember, though, and you made the uh, great point. We used to think about the, you know, the lousy teams played a lot. It's been less than a decade, guys, since the SEC Network came around and all games were televised. It's not that been that long ago in reality that some of the games, quite simply, didn't make the cut to get on TV. Have you tried Binville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Binville Brewing. Chuck, I read this to you during the break. I want to share this with everybody because I think I think everyone in our age group can relate. Ty's going to roll his eyes, but it's reading this off Facebook, uh, one of these memes or whatever you call it. It says, my ability to remember song lyrics from the 80s far exceeds my ability to remember why I walked into the kitchen. <laughs> so I think, I think anyone getting about uh, uh, their 40s and 50s probably relate to that. I know that I can look at, like, the top 40, you know, from, like, 1984, 1983, <laughs> 70s. I could pretty much name you at least half the lyrics to every song. <laughs> um, now, obviously, if I look at the top 40 now, I don't even know that I would know a single song. I've probably never heard a single one of them. But uh, they not even know the I'm artist for me. I'm that way. I, I mean, yeah. I can. Uh, hey, I can. I can play a little name that tune from the 80s, but. Uh, you know, why I walked in the kitchen, that's a different story. <laughs> I was sitting there working on a spreadsheet last night, and I needed to open a web browser to check something else. And then I opened, the web, I opened my Chrome up and went to the tab, and I'm like, what website do I need to go to? So, I mean, it. Uh, I don't know. I think we're all a little bit ADD uh, as we get older in life. Hard, hard to focus, Ty, you know. A lot to look forward to. It yeah, yeah. Like. You're, you're over here rolling your eyes. Well, no, I'm not rolling my eyes. I'm just kind of scared because yeah. I feel like the, my memory <laughs> is the only thing I add of value sometimes. And the fact that you're saying I'm going to lose it at some point. I think that's the, the... Oh, we eventually remember why we walked into the kitchen. It was we needed ketchup, you know. Just like a, <laughs> but it just may take a minute to come to us. Like a day or two later. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's why I was It's kind of like, the, remember we were talking about the TV and the little circle of death when you're watching the game? That's kind of what our brains do a little bit. We have to we have to buffer for a minute you and catch up. have to pause up. for a second. Yeah, we have to pause and buffer and let the data catch up. Oh, something to look And then we to. get the ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> Just a, another great thing to look forward to when I turn into uh, my 40s and 50s. I feel like I only hear you guys talking. I guess Chuck's talking about the – we heard him coming in on the, the break talking about the the chasing what you're doing in your 30s and 40s and then on when you get in the backside. See, I, I feel like that at a certain point you're just – at ease. You hit an age and you're at ease. You don't care what you look like. You don't care what you sound like. You're just at ease. When do, are you at, are you guys at that age when, yet? Are when you, you at ease? When you quit focusing on proving yourself to everyone, you're content with yourself, you'll you'll be at ease, you know. But you, we were all the same way in our 20s and 30s. You, you reach some point in life where uh, you quit trying to impress everybody else. So I guess that, that'd you be You guys are getting too deep. It. I just want some breakfast. Yeah. Well, well, you want a sausage biscuit? Yeah, you want I was going to uh, say, could you give me some food over there? Could you have you some want a bacon, egg, and cheese? Or uh, what, what do you want? I like a little cheese on my biscuit. Yeah, I do I like a little, little cheese egg, on little there. egg and cheese. So, uh, but I, I'm just looking forward to this. I mean, you know, it's not just the, it's the games. And we beat the games and the positions to death. And we were talking earlier about friendships and tailgates. And, I, guys, I'm into the pageantry, too. I mean, I like to be in the stadium. I want to see uh, the national anthem. I want to see them run through the A. I mean, that stuff still gives me goosebumps. I, I still enjoy that, the pageantry of sport. That's what it's sure. all about. That's why college football is more popular than the NFL, because of all the things that come with it. I'm going to say it's more popular everywhere, but at least in our part of the world it is. And, and it is because of the pageantry. It is because of all the things that that come with it. I mean, you want to be a part of that. It's not just what happens between the lines. If it was, it'd be the NFL. But – this is college football, and that's what makes it special. Yeah. I mean, I love going to Bud Walton for the light show as they introduce the starting lineups. Uh, you know, when, when Bud John George would say, Nolan Richardson, and he'd roll. I mean, that was just part of the, the, part of the price of admittance. You, 
you know, That's those are you all remember. the things I missed. Those yeah. are the things you remember. You know, we remember Jim Robkin. We remember all the th- – yeah. we may not remember bar. who we saw play that night, <laughs> yep. but that light bar sure was cool. Yeah, and uh, those are the things I'm looking forward to coming back, Ty, is when they run through that A here in two weeks from tomorrow. Yeah, so. I don't need Viagra, but that's my Viagra <laughs> when they run through the A. Bud Light Next is available nationwide today, anywhere you can buy your other Bud Light products. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. We all know Kit Kat bars taste delicious, but what about how they sound? It's not just a catchy jingle. It's the satisfying crack of breaking off a piece of Kit Kat, followed by a crisp crunch. Oh, we forgot one other sound that accompanies Kit Kat bars, too. It's, or maybe it's more like, all together, Kit Kat bars are music to our ears and yummy flavors to our mouths. Have a break. Have a Kit Kat. How about Captain Crunch's Crunch Berries with breakfast? Whoa, Dad, we're on Crunch Island. <gasps> it's Jean foot. <laughs> and he stole our crunch. Quick, the zip line. He's getting away! Throw our last crunch berry! No! No one steals my crunch berries. I think you mean my crunch berries. Choose your own crunch venture with Captain Crunch. 